Welcome to Senior Times Travel Pod, in association with Travel Department. Welcome, I'm Conor O'Hagan and I'm talking to a chap who has a great job. His name is Sean Crane. He works with Travel Department and TD Active Holidays as a tour guide. Sean, you're very welcome. Tell us about your job, what you do. Ah, well, Travel Department, I work as a tour guide on their river cruise schedule, which normally runs from April until early October each year. I've been working for Travel Department now for just coming up on eight years. So I did initially work for them uh, doing some work in the hiking uh, field. I also work as a mountain guide. I've been working as a mountain guide for 10 years. So uh, I did some early hikes in Austria and Hungary. And then uh, following on from that, I started working on the river cruise schedule. So I've been doing river cruises uh, for about seven years now. So totally different discipline from hiking, but every bit is interesting. Almost polar opposites, one would have thought. It it can vary, but you're still, in the end, you're dealing with with people and you're caring for people. Uh, Again, with the uh, hiking uh, discipline, uh, you know, first aid and first aid responding is a major, plays a major part in it. Again, with river cruising, I don't go anywhere without my first aid kit, which is is there in case somebody takes a trip or a slip and uh, looking after. So the disciplines are quite different, but uh, it's still, you're, you're with people and uh, it's it's all about enjoying people's company, I think, in there. So what would your average working year with Travel Department and TD Active be like? What would it consist of? This year I'm working, I think, on eight river cruises. So. Traditionally, the routes that we would uh, be involved with in the travel department, you'd be looking at the Rhine, uh, the Danube and the Seine. Travel department, again, are looking at expanding the choice of rivers in, within Europe. So they're very good. They're week-long cruises. So Any favourites? Uh, the Seine is quite good. Again, through history and the, uh, the excursions that are built into the packages, the various packages, whether you're doing the major cities, you know, if you're doing the Danube and you want to go... You're going to see Vienna, Bratislava, you're going to see Budapest, you see Munich. And so you're getting four different cultures, four different countries in a week. And you just sit up on deck and let the country come to you. Cruising the Rhine and the Danube would almost be like taking a tour through European history. It is. A, uh, it's, it's interesting in that sense. And again, your food and uh, the wine presentation follows the river. So you're, you're getting the, the taste of Europe as well. So it's, it's an easy way to do it rather than... You know, years ago, back maybe in the 70s, people were doing uh, European tours and they were doing coach tours. So you sit on a bus for a week and it's not the same as sitting up on a deck. What I find with people doing the river cruise is that they're all uh, well-travelled and in the majority of cases, the people that come with us in travel department, they're return clients, which says a lot for travel department. I've had people that have come on the same river cruise two, three times. So they've been on the Seine uh, with us. Uh, they've been on the Rhine with me two or three times. And the Danube, like when I go to Dublin airport, and I normally meet and greet at the airport before we leave because it makes it easier than trying to find a stranger in Munich or Basel or wherever. Meet and greet. But the uh, the amount of people coming, all well-travelled, uh, very few people travelling for the first time. They've been with travel department, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a badge of honour. A lot of people... You know, I've been. This is my tenth holiday, twelfth holiday with travel department. So they're coming back. The product suits. But the uh, the the people that 
you know, returning clients, a lot of them have been on sea cruises, and the sea cruise is a totally different animal to a river cruise. You're dealing on a sea cruise, I've been on one, and I wouldn't be tempted to going back because you're, you're dealing with three and a half thousand people, four thousand people on a boat, and everything is organized and it's herding you into places for food and bars and buying drinks packages and buying this, trying to get off the boat or trying to get on the boat. You've got, it's like airport security. You yeah. the x-ray everything, yeah. take your belt off. The river cruises, you want to go for a walk along the thing. Just now, the river cruise is much more relaxed. And it gives people, because you're dealing with, okay, my normal group would be up to 50 people for a river cruise. Uh, we're all on the one bus. We travel together. And it's a chance to interact. Uh, in general, it's couples. And, you know, they, they mix and match around at lunch times. And, uh, you know, if we have free time, uh, you know, we go off and we sit. I know most of the cities that we, well, I know all of the cities that we travel to, I know them backwards again. It, it's helpful that somebody stays behind for one reason or another and gets lost. And what sort of preparation would you as a guide do before each of these tours? For river cruising? Okay, the, uh, again, I would get the itinerary uh, maybe a week in advance because, you know, if the holiday is still selling, there may be guests mm -hmm. added to it. Uh, just check. Uh, again, the list that the itinerary I would get, it would detail any special requirements that people have, whether it's food allergies, whether it's, you know, uh, needs walking aid or needs, uh, you know, assistance at the airport. Uh, the, again, the destination I would know, the river cruises we're doing and the excursions, so if there's somebody with a mobility issue or something like that, you know, there are certain excursions that will not suit them. So just to advise those clients on that. But in general, people turn up and they're, 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 they're good to go. But preparation, uh, again, the, the packing list will always include my first aid kit. Now it's a reduced first aid kit uh, from a hiking uh, pack, but it is still, the, the basics are there, bandages, splints, and, uh, you know, I, I don't give medication, but uh, we'll be able to advise and, and can, you know, treat people with you know, stress and drains and fractures and stuff like that. So it's it's there, it's first hand and if I'm if I'm with somebody it's you know, rather than well, okay, there there are people on the boat as well that have been trained up. And what would you say you bring to the uh, to your role, Sean? Uh, I'm thinking you're a number one, you're a people person. Yes. Uh, I, I write stories, I write short stories and uh, I collect short stories. I wouldn't have short funny short stories unless I gathered them off. I've got everything I've heard, I've taken it. So it's all stolen property. I, I deal in stolen property. So if somebody tells me a good story, I'm going to pass it. Yeah. And they are, some of them, and some of the situations that you will uh, experience on the boats. There. Okay, then give us a story. Okay, these ladies won't mind it. But last year I had uh, seven ladies uh, from Ireland and I won't be any more specific than that, but they'll know. And we went and we had a tour, but the the highlight of the tour, we went, when we finished in Amsterdam, nothing, no tour is complete without a tour of the red light area. So walked them up through the red light was area. It? I did a guided tour and we stopped off and had a beer in one bar and then walked around and had a beer in another bar. But the fun and the, the, the laughter and the, the comments out of some of the window displays and so... <laughs> <laughs> that it is fun like that that and and these people i i get 
uh, or countless people, whether it's through hiking or through the river cruises, coming back to me and they want to know, uh, am I working again on a cruise? Uh, I'm, you know, again, in staying in contact, I have people, friends from all over the world with their, the hiking. Uh, I'd say I've, I've walked the Camino de Santiago 19 times. I've walked all of the routes. Sean, obviously your customers, the people who come on these uh, tours, they vary quite widely in terms of their fitness, their endurance and what they're prepared for. How do you deal with that? With each tour, there are a number of excursions that are included within the package. Uh, normally four, maybe five excursions. They suit people with different level, levels of uh, agility or fitness. And uh, again, I can blend. If somebody's not able to walk on cobblestone or stuff like that, I can say, okay, I'm going to bring you to a restaurant. You can sit here, have a coffee, have a glass of wine or whatever. And when we finish the walking tour, I'll come back around. I collect you and then we'll get the bus to come and collect you. So it's, it's tailor-making the tour to suit those people because if somebody's not up to it and you drag them along for a two-hour hike or walk along cobblestone, you've yeah. got an angry client. You can ruin it, the holiday, but, but it's been observant of something like that, that that makes it. Again, you'll get people and they want to burn the candle at both ends and I'll be sitting in the middle. Uh, you, you get it with all uh, types and it's just... The secret really is to be able to find early early on in the tour, try and make it easier for this person or this group of people. And you can do it. And they, they're appreciative of that kind of thing. So in the end, you, know, you get people that will come back and they'll, they'll thank you for it. And the effort. It's a, it takes, it's a little effort, but uh, it's better than having somebody that's, you've, you know, that has a ruined holiday from it. Is there a particular type or a particular age group of people that um, that enjoy the tours? I've had people, the youngest person I've had was 13 years of age and the eldest person I had was 89. But in general, there would be mainly retired people that would come on the river cruises. It's a relaxed, uh, you know, holiday. And again, the weather, in Central Europe, you can guarantee you're going to get good weather. And again, I say that with fingers crossed, but... Uh, normally April and October it can be foggy along the rivers but if you get away if the excursions are leaving the river beautiful autumnal day or spring day and it's as good as our uh, summer best summer's day here in the summer it can be very very hot uh, but again it's enjoyable if you're on the boat you're, you're in the, under cover and you have air conditioning and all that now here's a really important question Sean uh, what's the food like? food is it's five star it's not you could not equate it to hotel food. It is five star. And again, I worked in the catering industry for 20 years. So when you see service and you see the quality of food, and I've had people who, you know, they're in the hospitality business themselves in Ireland. And when you see a presentation of food coming in, they can't do all of this in one kitchen. And the kitchen isn't the size of this room. And you might have five or six chefs working in it. Uh, all together, all with their own discipline, quality of food, and as I say, uh, wine and your beers, they're all they're good. If you're going through Germany, you can't go through without having a few sips of beer and sitting. Do you find that people are generally surprised by what they experience on the river tours? Surprised by uh, tradition, the pace of life. Like if you go to some of these cities, there's no noise, there's nobody hooting horns and shouting, get out of the way, out, out, and buses revving up and... You know, it's quiet. Cities that they don't have, like Dublin is a very noisy city. 
uh, you know, if something goes wrong, you hoot the horn and scream out the window at somebody. Places like, you know, uh, Linz is one of my favourite. Just, you hear a pin drop and everybody talks at a low level. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie. Doro, make friends with innovation. Welcome back. I'm talking to Sean Crane. Sean is a tour guide with a travel department and TD Active Tours. Sean, I know that in addition to your work on the river cruises, that you're a very experienced walking tour guide. Uh, tell us something about the walking tours and what, what are those tours like? For instance, what sort of numbers are you leading? Well, with with hiking, you're well with one guide, you're restricted uh, for insurance reasons. You're restricted to groups of twelve. So above twelve, you normally uh, we'd have two two guides or more, depending on the size of the group. But the the preparation for hiking, as I say, your your clothes. Your gear, it's all important that you've got the right clothing. Uh, again, the routes that we take, uh, you know, I've got to look at all eventualities. If weather changes, it changes the hike. If somebody gets injured, I've got to alter the hike, even if I can walk them out or uh, thing. But I'm, I'm leading the group in, you know, in, in a sense that if something is out of the ordinary and it's not going to be right for the group, the safety of the group is paramount. Mm we're out of here. And in Ireland, you may not be in the Alps, but uh, it can still be pretty demanding out there on the hills. Well, if you, we went now last, which I went with some friends, and we went to the Moorn Mountains, and we climbed four peaks, but we climbed two and a half thousand metres. So I felt that on Saturday when I woke up, but that's two current tools in the one day. Like most of the hikes we would do wouldn't be that severe. You know, we would maybe do one mountain, maybe two. But we wouldn't be off doing four mountains with a group of people because their fitness level would be of an age group. There'd be slightly lower age profile. You know, it's it's rare that I would have somebody as old as myself. I would be, in most cases, I'd be the oldest person on the hike. Now, as well as leading groups in Ireland, you also lead uh, walking groups in on the continent, don't you? Yes. Uh, for TD Active, uh, I've led groups. I've taken groups to uh, Hungary and Austria. So, again... Within Austria, the, the hikes are fantastic. You, you see these uh, lovely uh, pictures of all the, all the brochures will show you the alpine scenery and the, the, the hikes, they do exactly what they say on the tin. Mm. They are some of the best. And again, what I noticed in Austria, uh, the farmers would come out and they would uh, welcome you in on their land. That there's no restriction. There are no ditches and hedges and tearing the tail end out of your brand new hiking <laughs> boots or out of your trousers. The, and they, they welcome, seem to welcome you in, and uh, but they, uh, they they are quite high. You're up uh, now. When I was there in April and May, uh, we're up. You're up to fairly high elevations. You're up to five five and a half thousand mm-hmm. feet. But it's gradual walking, and it's uh, walking in lovely uh, alpine meadow, and again along quite a lot of the ski runs. So again, it would make me wonder when you see. Some of the ski runs and jumps, you wonder how the people must be crazy to, to, to let loose off some of the, uh, the, the... The hikes are based in Austria, they're based out of Kitzbühel, and in Hungary, Visiograd, 
and again, total contrast in Hungary, the hikes, there's nothing, I think the highest uh, mountains in the area around Visegrad are only 400, 500 meters. So it's all wooded country, but for wildlife, uh, deer, wild boar, uh, bird life, uh, fantastic covered woodland. You will get on the European hiking tours, uh, you tend to get a lot of uh, hiking groups, people that hike together here in Ireland. You know, I've, I'm part of a group that hike, we do Tuesday hikes and you get people to go every Saturday or they meet up once a week, maybe oft, more often. Uh, again, they will be of a profile, age profile, I would say from mid thirties up into the late sixties, early seventies. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, quite a lot of them will be associated with clubs or some kind of hiking structure and they would have their own leader within that group and that. So again, quite common to have groups of up to 50 people uh, on those. So we, when we arrive then, in Austria or in Hungary, wherever you arrive uh, within the country, you may have three, four guides, so break the group into smaller, manageable size groups. And we, in some cases, take different routes. You wouldn't have a line of 50 people going up the one hill. And again, you are catering for a wide range of abilities. Uh, like the walks, as I say, uh, the level of difficulty uh, is related to your level of fitness. So you're not going to be uh, overextended if you're out there. And in case anybody's getting the impression that this is all about uh, deadly serious walking, there is more than that to it. It's it's the fun. And again, in Hungary, we had, oh, in the evenings, we had a howl. With, 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 with the social side of it is every bit as important. Uh, again, with bigger groups, and if you have people with a common interest uh, and get them together, and especially with Irish people, all you've got to do you say, listen, I have a great story. Will you hear this one? You know, you do, w within hiking, you'll, you'll get people, you have people that uh, would classify themselves as, I, I've had people introduce themselves, I'm a serious walker. And say, yeah, what's to be serious about? I've been serious about walking since I was 12 months of age. But people that go, but they don't tend, when they're hiking, they don't tend to, to have too much conversation. You can't have a conversation with a large group. You know, unless you walk the last 100 kilometres of the Camino and then you have a husband and wife who are 200 yards apart shouting at each other. But, but I, uh, I, I, when last, just during COVID, and I, I came up with an idea within hiking, again, if you're doing long distance hiking, which I have done, as I said, all of the Camino routes, I've walked them on in their totality in one uh, true walk. But the big secret there, they call it, after a couple of days, they call it empty head and your head is just empty of all kinds of negative thoughts, positive thoughts, just get up, put your boots on and walk. And you don't want to be having a conversation. Yeah, you sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody, but you don't want somebody yapping in your ear for eight hours a day. And the silence is key part to it. And stop and have a look at nature and have a look at the world around you. I introduced last year into, or two years ago, into the Irish, into hiking a period within the hike that for say half an hour they don't no talk so it's radio silence switch off your phone switch everything and we'll just walk or we sit down but don't talk to anybody take it in you're a very experienced veteran of the Camino de Santiago I know the first time I did it I, I went to raise money for the hospice my mum and dad had just died in very good care from the hospice so I was and I injured myself because I didn't do the proper preparation. I hadn't a clue what I was getting into. I had never put a rucksack on my back before. 
and I just headed off with sheer determination and after two weeks I was in trouble but there's no way I was going to quit so I continued and I damaged both my Achilles tendons and I got a stress fracture in my left leg and I still and I reached the end but I thought that that would be the end I wasn't ever going to be able to walk that kind of long distance like I walked to Finisterre so it's again it's the best part of 900 950 kilometers and I walked it and again I walked the Camino in 23 days I would recommend that anybody that's doing their first Camino that they take it off and start on the French Camino French Camino you've got hundreds of people within a, a group that's you know within a, a day or two section of walking mm -hmm. there there are a hundred people or more depending on what time of the year you go but if you get into trouble there are people like if you fall or sit down by the side of the road uh, along the Camino the next person coming and virtually everybody coming will ask the question are you okay do, is there something I can do do you need anything every single village and I've walked some of the like the Via de la Plata or uh, walking up from Madrid and you're on your own. You mightn't see anybody for maybe a week, ten days. It, not a, but you're on your own. Now every single village has a place that you can stay. There's somebody. There's a clinic that will help you if you're in trouble with your legs. And again, a lot, a lot of uh, to do with hiking and long distance hiking is being able to recognise the uh, the problem as it develops. You know, when your feet start to get sore, where are they going to get sore? What's it going to look like? And if you take it uh, on board early in the t in the hike, you can alleviate that and you can help overcome the problems. Lots of things uh, that I show people down basics like t how to tie your boots and it makes a difference and help you. Again, preventing blisters. A lot of people going for compete. Sheep's wool from the barbed wire and inside your sock, no blister. Uh -huh. It is it is something that you know for for again. Uh, Okay, if, if you've been hiking uh, from a young age, it's fine. But if it's something that you've just retired and you want to take up, a hobby that will keep you active and keep you mentally active, I can reckon hiking is, is one. And again, you don't need to go off and buy all the designer gear and, and stuff. Uh, you know, as I say, I do intraday's in introductions to hiking for TD Active. And they just to give a guidance on the... Uh, you know, the type of gear, how much you should spend. If you're just going to go for a week's hiking, no point in going out spending 400 euros on a pair of boots that you're going to wear for a week and leave them then till the soil falls off them. You know, it's, you've got to just, you know, gear your budget towards it as well. Something for everyone. Sean, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Now, if you like what you've just heard and you want to know more, you could do a lot worse than start with a brochure from Travel Department and from TD Active Holidays. You can get both of those online at uh, tdactiveholidays.com and traveldepartment.com and just pop your details in the form there and they'll send you a brochure. They are very informative and really quite inspiring. That's all for now. Happy travels. Will phone poke a newawet, and will knappy no fum nis orjawet. Nis eskalehusaj, faker no phone in takatal gwin, on show, egg daro, and von klishte is dany, gidi gohan la hai glina, agus taskina, tarod egen, gogachtina. Tanismo olis, egg, 
Daro.com.